0: Normally this is where Rory and I make jokes, like we're not actually recording, even though we definitely are, but Mm -hmm. this is a content warning. The book that we're going to cover on this episode of Spoilers Ahead is full of graphic depictions of violence as well as victimization and graphic depictions of suicide. And also cussing. Lots of cussing. Hmm. My name is Heidi, and I am filled with the conviction that everything is a lot.
1: And I'm Rory, and I did not get into a fight today. Mm. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music,
0: and every episode we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers ahead. So we've done a novel by this author before, but now we're going to do another one. Yes. You know who makes the rules? We do.
1: We do it. Yay. We're so good.
0: This book is called Little Bee by Chris Cleave.
1: I just like Chris Cleave so much in general.
0: I love him so much, and apparently he got some shit for writing a book from a Nigerian girl's perspective and i'm just like y'all need to stop (laughs) y'all need to stop (laughs) yeah like i guess i heard a i heard that that might be part of why everyone brave is forgiven is like white people in britain
1: Uh (laughs) 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 but one of the characters is a white person in britain (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like it's fun and
0: i mean i do really like how he says you know that he he wrote um From two women's perspectives, in part because it was easier to make sure that, like, his eyesight didn't get in the way of, like, what the characters were trying to do. So, Little B is about a girl who escapes Nigeria uh, and gets to the UK as an illegal immigrant who is trying to be a refugee. Like, is a refugee and also is trying to gain legal status as a refugee. And Sarah a British woman who met her back in Nigeria on a beach. That's how Sarah yeah. describes it. Yeah, that's
1: uh, On a beach. <laughs> yep, that's Nigeria. it. And
0: I just, I just want to read this, uh, this, little, this little paragraph, because I think this is really important if you're going to ever read this book or talk about this book. I thought that it, that would be pretty too, and I ask you right here, please, to agree with me that a scar is never ugly. That is what the scar makers want us to think. But you and I, we must make an agreement to defy them. We must see all scars as beauty, okay? This will be our secret. Because take it from me, a scar does not form on the dying. A scar means I survived. In a few breaths' time, I will speak some sad words to you. But you must hear them the same way we have agreed to see scars now. Sad words are just another beauty. A sad story means this storyteller is alive.
1: A scar will never form on that man on the beach. Mm Mm-hmm. I need to quick note for everybody. I love scars, like, so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're so pretty. They are. And I don't know why I think that, but I do. Like, uh, <laughs> I. It's hard to... The
0: funny thing about a scar is that they never tan. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, the, the beauty part of a scar is that it is, like, the only baby skin that might be on someone. Like it's it looks yeah. the color of their skin when they were born, yeah. and there's a part of me that finds that incredibly poetic and beautiful. Yeah, and also a scar it's means
1: not touched by the environment. I
0: survived. Yes. So, Little Bee's sister does not survive, and yet she's one of the most important characters in the book, and I think that's amazing. Yes. Like, Nakruka is so important, um, to Little Bee, and also like. To Sarah and to uh-huh. her dead husband, Andrew, who's the worst. We don't uh-huh. like Andrew. What a bitch.
1: <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's from something else.
0: <laughs> so when I say that I am a refugee, you must understand that there is no refuge.
1: Who says a Nigerian girl must speak in fallen English, as if English had collided with Evo high in the upper atmosphere and rain down into her mouth in a shower that half drowns her and leaves her choking up sweet tales about the bright african colors and the taste of fried plantain Hmm. Hmm.
0: if i was telling this story to the girls back home then one of the new words i would have to explain to them is efficiency Mm -hmm. we refugees are very efficient we do not have the things we need our children for example And so we are clever at making things stretch a little further. Just see what the girl with no name could make out of one little patch of sunlight. Or see how the sorry girl could fit the entire color of yellow into one empty see-through plastic bag. Everything about this book is amazing. And just when you think that Little Bee is like this perfect angelic being who's somehow come through all her struggles with her purity intact, you find out a little bit more about Little Bee's arrival at the house and you're like, oh, nope
1: oh well <laughs> nope
0: she's scrappy and hungry and not well. throwing away her <laughs> shot
1: no <laughs> i like this quote and this quote is like on the third page oh my gosh well i mean every quote <laughs> i literally in this book. highlighted all of the first page
0: <laughs> uh, i i almost the first time i read this book i had to make an agreement with myself i would not highlight at all because yeah. i was like no no
1: and so i sat down yeah. and read it <laughs> i had to i had to um be a lot pickier with my quotes learning the queen's english is like scrubbing off the bright red varnish from your toenails the morning after a dance it takes a long time and there is always a little bit left at the end a stain of red along the growing edges to remind you of the good time you had i like that (laughs) i like that so much it's like the lingering thoughts of a memory it's pretty way of describing it Mm
0: -hmm. and there's a lot of like saviorism and and kind of it flirts with saviorism and then constantly turns it into like but that's not how life works like Mm -hmm. nobody gets to be a savior you only get to save someone in that moment and that's a different thing yeah and it's really really cool um but this is from when sarah doesn't realize that she has or that she can Um, It's pretty early in the book. It's on like page 91, which is not that early in the book page wise. It's like 260 pages or so. Mm -hmm. But uh, as far as like story wise, it's, it's pretty early in the tale. How calm my eyes were since that day on the beach in Africa, when there has been a loss so fundamental, I suppose, that to lose just one more thing, a finger perhaps or a husband, is of absolutely no consequence at all. In the mirror, my green eyes were placid, as still as a body of water that is either very deep or very shallow.
1: I have the, the paragraph right after that. Please do continue. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't I cry? Soon I would have to go and face a church full of mourners. I rubbed my eyes, harder than our beauty experts advised. I needed to show red eyes to the mourners, at least. I needed to show them that I had cared for Andrew, truly cared for him. Even if since Africa, I hadn't really bought the idea of love as a permanent thing, measurable in self administered surveys, present if you answered mostly B. So I gouged my thumbs into my skin between my lash beneath my lashes. If I couldn't show the world grief, at least I would show the world what it did to your eyes.
0: Oh, Sarah. She's also such not a good person, such a good person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to throw this out there. The only way that I can read this book and survive it is if I assume that our characters also survive. Yes. Um, Based on the notion that a sad story means that the tellers are alive. Mm -hmm. And I, I tend to think that a book like this is kind of like what Stranger Than Fiction is in the sense that the film... Is is you know a narrative story, but the film that we're watching is the finished version of the book that she's writing. Yeah, not the first draft. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so this book is like the final book that Little B and Sarah put together. Right. Which is an interesting way of looking at it. I don't think it's the only way of looking right. at it. I don't believe in single narrative critique, but it's the only way that I can read this book.
1: But it's the way that I can read it. So, yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, this is so good. It's near the end, when, uh, when little B is in Nigeria. This was very interesting for me, to see that my capital city had these green squares of hope built into it. To see how my country carried its dreams in a see-through bag. Mm. I think it might be a good time to talk about Charlie. Because we have to talk about Charlie. And I don't really want to yeah. talk about Lawrence. <laughs> I hate Andrew. I hate... Why are these men... Like how they Why are. Why are these men?
1: Charlie will never be that man.
0: No, because Charlie is Batman. Charlie is Batman. 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 Charlie is Sarah's four-year-old son who refuses to wear anything but a Batman costume until he goes to the beach in Nigeria. Mm. And that's all I've got to say about yep. that and part.
1: That's all I got to say about that part, except that it made me cry.
0: Boom. Real tears in my grandma's house. <laughs> This time it made me almost cry, but I was like, you're at work, you're at work,
1: you're (laughs) at work.
0: (laughs) I also may have reread the last page like eight times before I actually got to it. Yeah. Like as I was reading the book to remind myself like this is how it ends and you cannot get caught off guard. Yeah. But Charlie is just the sweetest and he's very real, like he's very a real four-year-old. Yeah, it helps that he's loosely based on like Chris Cleave's four year old. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: Batman. Batman. Oh. The world is made of goodies and baddies. Baddies. Mhm.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Little B and Charlie fought the baddies together.
0: I love that, and I almost I. It's so hard to read about Nakruka, but mm-hmm. she's balanced out by Charlie and mm-hmm. Little B being like you will. Be my mother, and Charlie will be like my brother. And I'm just like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. You all need that. You all yes. need each other so bad. And once you go Hanai, even you, if you get deported, you, you never, never go, go by bye bye. You write a book you, together. You may physically go bye bye, but you never go heart bye. Look what you can make out of a patch of sunlight. Ugh. Everything is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah little b it's hard to explain what little b is about because it's about everything Mm -hmm. um i described when i was pitching um everyone brave is forgiven to you i described it as like it's kind of like bougie gaddis and i mean this this book i feel like reads a lot like safe yeah and everyone brave is forgiven reads a lot like all involved so (laughs) little Trish B Cleve
1: and Ryan Gaddis oh. coming out here with the feels. How much money do
0: I need to make to pay both of them to be in a room together and talk about each other's books <laughs> like and just be allowed to record that because that is a podcast I would have on repeat. Oh yeah. Mm. I would love to do an author interviews author podcast where it's just like people <laughs> fangirling about the other one's book like okay i need to know and now
1: time for and now time for us to switch mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: but yeah this this book little b is to safe what everyone brave is forgiven is, is to, to all, all involved. involved and now i just need to read chris cleve's other books to see if either of them are to air
1: yeah i'm like wait who's air i need air i'm guessing it's gold <laughs> i need air
0: <laughs> tell me i'm supposed to breathe with no air <laughs> This is the musical segment of this podcast, because as it turns out, Little B is so sad. Do you want to know what happens to her sister? This is the part where there are spoilers ahead. Uh. Okay, listeners, y'all need to know what happens to the sister, because otherwise you'll get to it and might puke. Yeah,
1: and might puke. So Little
0: B and her sister have to run away um, from their village because the village is taken over by an oil conglomerate in Nigeria. And basically when the women and children who flee see what happens to the village and see what happens to each other as like people fall behind, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the oil company doesn't want any memory, any evidence. And the only way to make sure there's no memories is to make sure there's no people. Mm -hmm. And so on this beach in Nigeria, um, you can jump in if I'm telling it wrong.
1: Yeah. Sarah yeah, and Andrew. Good.
0: Sarah and Andrew who are in Nigeria on vacation cuz Sarah cheated on him and they're trying to fix <laughs> their marriage. Run into Little Ooh. B and uh, Kindness, which is what her sister changes her name to. Yeah. Um during the during the brief time that they mm-hmm. have that new life and and these soldiers, you know, see them seeing each other basically. Mm-hmm. And the soldiers like, your country's given the, me the middle finger you know our my whole life if you give me your middle finger i will spare this girl's life mm-hmm. and andrew can't do it and sarah fucking because takes a little bitch
1: i'm sorry i'm no, sorry I, 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 like, I, like, you write i right. read it and i got like oh my god and i'm like yeah. sarah's just like i i'm i here for you and i'm so proud of you and it'll be okay and like and, and he's like but what if they don't even spare spare what if there's a chance yeah what if he does he doesn't spare their lives i bet he's not even gonna spare their lives after i do this and she's like are you willing to risk that yeah like what if there's even a point one percent chance that you saved this person's life because you took their lives plural useless finger yeah and and you know what happens
0: he doesn't he can't friggin' do it and sarah picks up the fucking machete and cuts (laughs) off (laughs) off her middle finger (laughs) just okay well and so the soldiers spare little bee's life and put her under uh, a boat that's flipped over mm-hmm. and then brutally rape and murder and cannibalize her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is under the boat listening to this but not seeing it. And she says, like, I don't want to find the passage because I don't want to have to reread it, yeah. but, like, she's looking at these silver fishes like, leaping out of the water, and she's like, if what happens to my sister is about to happen to me, I want to fix my eyes on something beautiful. And I'm like,
1: hmm.
0: Well, this hurt more than I expected. Wow. And that's why we had a content warning on this episode. Yes. Because violence that is between violent people, to me at least, hits very different than violence mm-hmm. that is with, like, where there's a clear power imbalance. Yeah. Like, in All Involved, where it's like, gang yeah. on gang violence, I'm like, okay, all of these people are here knowing what they signed yeah. up for. And that's why Ernesto's death reads so different f- than yeah. little Moscow's death later. And in this book, there ain't nobody with a gun on the other side. There's just no. Sarah with a missing finger and little B with a missing yeah. sister. Hmm. And not enough patches of sunlight to go around. And Andrew with a missing, you know, whatever. Courage. And Balls. then there's Lawrence. <laughs>
1: tried to say it differently but there's no other way yeah. balls
0: balls yeah and lawrence is just useless like thinking little b is a, like some sort of dangerous <clears throat> conniver and i'm just like
1: boy just as andrew was like this is just a scam i'm like fucking hell. <laughs> who cares <laughs> also like you know what i wouldn't be able
0: to live with myself andrew's right i would not be able to live my- with myself if it was like there's a chance I can save someone's life if I cut off my finger. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? I, I don't need to play guitar anymore. Or I'd be like, I have a right hand. I don't yeah. use that for anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, finger. Like, just take
1: my left hand. I'm like, I don't even wear my ring on that finger. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I'll like, how to play guitar. This finger? I can just flip people off with this hand. Yeah. And also, this is the one I play guitar with. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, you mean so you? Well, and you I don't d- need this one to write. I can just yeah, use the can, rest of my fingers to there write. There are other
0: ways to write. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's Sarah, it's. A t- I didn't tell him it's a typographical error you get on a beach in Nigeria. <laughs> it's like,
1: ugh, <laughs> ugh. Uh, I think there's only one quote that I really need to read. Okay, but like, cause this whole book is just like. Okay, that's the thing. To be fair, this entire book I highlighted. But... Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you can. Yeah, so you have a quote, and then I want to, okay, I want to, you know, kind of wrap up the the biggest thing that I think is important.
1: Okay, so small amount of context, which you like just got, so it's on topic. Yeah, as Andrew is holding this machete, and he's like he's getting ready to cut his finger, which he doesn't. He just puts it in the sand, which is mm. my husband who had filed his Sunday column from the departure lounge of the airport the previous day down to the wire as usual. I've been scanning it for typos when they called our flight. The last paragraph went, we're a self-interested society. How will our children learn to put others before themselves if we do not? And it is after she thinks this that he does not put himself or does not put himself or puts himself before these children. Yeah. And they're like 16 and 14. Yeah.
0: And they're so scared. Yeah. Like, they're terrified and obviously children. Like, there's yeah. no mistaking them for soldiers or grown-ups or scammers. Like, they're... Like, not at all. They're terrified children.
1: And, yeah, so that's... Yeah, and so that's why right after he... He does not... um You know, he does not d- cut off his finger. She says, When I looked at him, I hardly saw a man anymore. Hmm. Hmm. I agree. Because mm-hmm. you
0: know what? going to be honest. I hope I never face that decision. And I also hope that I make the decision that Sarah made. Yeah. And I will definitely uh, have a hard time looking at someone who makes Andrew's decision the same way. Yes. And I think that's the point of the book. Is that like in the same section, the section where Sarah's talking about, about what happened on the beach before Little B mm-hmm. takes over the narration. Please said Little B looking directly. Li- Directly at me. Bad men are hunting us. They will kill us. She spoke to me as a woman. Knowing I would understand. But I didn't understand. The hunters would kill her. My stomach lurched. But my mind still asserted. It was just a figure of speech. And I think that that. For me is the linchpin of the book. Uh Where. It is not. Good people's goals. To keep the truth of what's happening around us from like the people who aren't a part of it Mm -hmm. that only makes the bad guys win like them not understanding and believing that there were people who would kill them was not to benefit them that Mm -hmm. was to benefit the hunters yeah because they were preying on the ignorance and the privilege and and that is where for me this kind of ties in with safe where it's like at what line does me being ignorant become me being complicit yeah like ignorance is a form of being complicit and and like that that people don't know what's going on in these detention centers yeah both in the UK in 2008 and in America in 2019 like I don't know yeah and does that make me a participant in what goes on there and it's it's really hard to read a book like Little B and not say yeah I yeah. am participating um and so for me like It is a beautiful story. It's, there's so many funny things that happen. It's amazing. It also breaks the rule, which is never have middle aged people having an affair be the heart of your book. Don't do it. But Sarah's great. But yeah. The men don't have to be. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Like the idea of of if, if I look away, it can happen behind my back. Yeah. And I think that that's true in, in most circumstances. Like, where we look away things happen in the shadows like mm-hmm. that's how evil works mm-hmm. um and and that's the heart of little Bee. is that like if they can tell little b's story she survives and the fact that we're holding the book in our hands even though it is a work of fiction tells me that like yes. within the conceit of the narrative they survive yes that's the point point. and you know our stories survive us too so and we survive because of our stories it's hard to transition out of the <laughs> movie, but <laughs> yes. at some point we have to. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I think we picked the right movies. One because they're a lot more lighthearted. Yes.
1: I feel like you need some lightheartedness. You,
0: you all really do. But the other thing is that, like, at its heart, it's also about a child. Yeah. It's also.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at its heart. <laughs> yeah. Like. Well.
0: Like the there are stories, there are superhero narratives where, like, the main character is an adult. Right. Yes. Or the main character is, like, seen some shit. And therefore <laughs> <seen some>
1: shit.
0: <laughs> therefore is, like, an adult from childhood, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. This is not that. This is, like, a literal child. Like, right. a bunny. A fluffy bunny yeah. who also has superpowers. Y'all, it's time to talk about the man with the frog in his mouth. Tom Holland's Spider-Man. <laughs> See, because there's Charlie who says fun things like, if I'm not Batman, then my daddy dies. Mm. And then there's Peter Parker who says, in not so many words, if <laughs> I had been Spider-Man, my uncle wouldn't have died.
1: Hmm.
0: And what we call that is an ouch.
1: Yes. A big ouch.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and I think Tom Holland's Spider-Man um, really captures the other thing that little B is really about, which is what Chris Cleave talks about, which is the um the identity formation. Yeah. Like who am I? Udo versus Little B, Sarah or yeah. work versus Sarah Summers, yeah. Charlie and Batman, Peter Parker and Spider Man.
1: I mean,
0: <laughs> and then Mary Jane, you're Spider Man.
1: You're Spider Man. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm just re- You're not that good. <laughs> you're
1: not that good at this. I don't yeah. know how more people haven't noticed. He's like honestly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you right.
0: You right, <laughs> you right, you're right, you're right. Like, everyone should know. Night Monkey? Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Night Monkey. <laughs>
0: like, how can I still be good when I screwed everything up so bad?
1: Aww.
0: It's excellent.
1: Spidey Boy.
0: Spidey Boy. Spider uh, Man. Spider
1: Boy. Man. <laughs>
0: Night Monkey. <laughs> Night Monkey. I have ice cream in this trunk. That's what you get for being a criminal. <laughs> Bye, Mr. Criminal. Bye, Mr. Criminal. Yeah, and Aww. the idea of like Tony Stark being this emblematic person in Peter's life, and then when he actually meets Tony, Tony's like, I don't want you to be like me. Yeah, I want you to be better. Be better than me. Be morally better, which might yeah. mean being a much less important superhero. <laughs> and Spider-Man's like... Okay, I guess. Fine. And then he accidentally goes to space. <laughs> <laughs> and that whole plan gets thrown out the window oh by yeah. Nick Fury, Talos. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie. I also feel like there's a secret identity formation thing hidden in... It's not hidden, but it's like they tricked us in, in both Homecoming and Far From Home. Because uh-huh. one, we think Nick Fury is uh, Nick Fury when he's really Talos the yeah. whole time. But also like Michelle... In general, <laughs> yeah. Like, super <laughs> secret, super secret stealth mode MJ. Oh. Ooh, Michelle Jones. Oh.
1: It's so good. Oh, I love, I just love her. And that's just, it's the perfect role for Zendaya. It really in, is. In my opinion.
0: <laughs> I just love the idea of like flipping the uh, really stoic partner and ball of sunshine partner from being like, Brooding superhero and his peppy girlfriend, yeah. too. Peppy superhero yeah. and his brooding girlfriend. <laughs> who's like, You got me a black Dahlia necklace, but it broke, and I'm so. I like it better this way.
1: I like it better this way.
0: <laughs> See, the thing is, she's talking about the necklace, but also Peter, who has a broken face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it better this way. So Aww. cute. Oh, I love them.
0: I also love that she's not a fan of web swinging because that is so yeah. unrealistic that anyone would be.
1: Yeah. <gasps> <so weird>. ah, <laughs> yeah, just... I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm never doing that again. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Nope. 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 <laughs> Which is so much more accurate than, yeah.
0: you know, being like, oh, this is so sexy and romantic. It's like, he's swinging from a very thin rope in New York City. This is terrifying. Ther- that's
1: so scary. And you know
0: who doesn't have spider sense? The person he's holding on to. <laughs> Poor them. Just Yeah, ah! <laughs> yeah and Spider-Man is, is one of my favorite superheroes, because it's about, like, a kid with allergies who gets his, these powers and is like, I guess I have to be a superhero now.
1: <laughs> and he's just well, like... Well, what am I to do with these powers? Well, I guess I'm a superhero now. <laughs> I tried to use them for selfish gain, and
0: it kind of accidentally got my uncle killed, and now I'm a superhero, <laughs> I guess. And it
1: backfired. <laughs>
0: With great power comes Don't You Say It. <laughs> nope. And Mysterio also. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh. Mysterio is the news. Yeah. Just in general. Like, yeah. Turning the Daily Bugle into Breitbart, could anything be better?
1: <laughs> oh. That was really, that was a brave movie to do in this time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, people will believe anything as long as you give them someone to hate. Yeah. And it's like, God Uh, damn it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we watched it on the 4th of July. (laughs)
0: Yes, we did, wearing red and blue because buying your man, buying your man. Spider Man's colors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I mean, also, like, we started an oil war in Nigeria and we're going to make the refugees the bad guys. Yeah. We started a drug war in South America, and we're going to make the refugees the bad guys. Don't you hate it when the Mysterio villains control the narrative? Ah! This is the episode we get to call Monotone Screaming. Ah! Because we've just been yelling a lot. (laughs) Uh, We've just been yelling. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, ugh. Uh, And also Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home are so funny and so good.
1: They're so good. I love Spider-Man so much. I love them
0: so much. And I love that they're all about consequences. Yeah. I love love
1: that they're all like, he's just trying to do his best. And honestly, (laughs) it ain't working out for him. And there are consequences. And (laughs) he's figuring it
0: out. This is what happens when a Hufflepuff Dates a Ravenclaw and looks up to a Slytherin. Uh,
1: <laughs> like <laughs> things go interestingly wrong. Real
0: south. I mean, because Ned's also a Hufflepuff, so it's like, how am I supposed to act yeah. like Tony Stark, my hero, who's either a Slytherin or a Gryffindor for sure? Yeah, leaning towards Slytherin. Yeah, and Ned's just like, I don't know, Peter uh-huh. jumping on the bed. I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh. also i feel like peter parker all uh does the original clark kent idea in this adaptation that never happened in the others Uh which is that like he really leans into the nerd thing Uh at school because it's not like the secret identity is just an identity yeah it's like a character yeah like it's not just that clark kent looks like superman but with glasses. Clark Kent is this klutzy nerd who like you wouldn't ask to carry two reams of paper up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. It it's a character he plays. And also oh. there in all of these things, there comes that point where is Peter Parker the mask or is Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Yeah. Little B is my superhero name. Mm. I'll tell you my real name if you take your costume off. I'm ready to take my Batman costume That's off so now. now. <laughs> then hurry there, Charlie.
1: <laughs> I love Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, I had this plan. I was going to give it to you on the top of the Eiffel Tower and uh, he's just so sweet and like s- like such a, such a nerdy boy. weirdo um uh teenager but also hot like <laughs> yeah i mean he's gorgeous like he's gorgeous but also like he sells oh yeah no he's awkward (laughs) yeah like i understand that Mm -hmm. he would not be able to get a date because yes he's gorgeous but also he doesn't know what to do with it (laughs) yeah exactly it's like
0: and (laughs) and he's gorgeous but like in the normal channels way like he's not cw pretty yeah and that's what's important (laughs) yeah like he couldn't be on the cw and that's all that matters exactly so talking about identity formation and who we are and what we are and all the things, this music choice is kind of weird.
1: It, yeah. But you know <laughs> what?
0: So is pairing Little B with fucking Spider-Man.
1: It works, y'all. It's fine.
0: And also, this is Spoilers Ahead, where we do whatever we want.
1: Whatever the fuck we want. Because you know what we it's don't an have? It's explicit episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we might as well. We don't have sponsors, so Aye. we can do whatever we want. Here's the thing. The Hamil Drops. And also the Hamilton mixtape, but mostly the Hamil Drops, yeah. because I think that's more more the thing.
1: I also like them more.
0: Way more. So yeah. the Hamil Drops <laughs> are cut songs and remixes from the hit musical Hamilton.
1: Hit musical Hamilton. <laughs> For the grown-ups in the audience. Yes.
0: <laughs> so the Hamil Drops include great songs like... Here in New York, which is a, quote, lost Hamilton song. Mm. It includes songs like the first draft of "Burn." We're somehow putting congratulations in this list, even though it's not really a Hamill drop. But you know what? The cut songs from Hamilton. (laughs) Here's the thing. When you cut a song from a musical, it no longer exists. Yeah. And then when you release it later, it still doesn't exist in the musical, which means it still doesn't exist for the character, But it does exist in this really weird way. It's like a double fiction. Yeah.
1: Ugh. Ah. It's like... It's kind of like a dramatic irony situation in Mm -hmm. which you know, like, you know something about a character that they don't know. And it's really weird because, like, you can see it in Mm -hmm. them so easily, but, like, it's not technically a part of their history. Yeah. But it is in your eyes because of this information that has been added Yep, it's so interesting. It's like um, it's like when we did
0: Oliver with Fagin's gun.
1: Yeah, it's
0: like yeah, it's like I can whenever I see photos of that, I can't unsee it. And t- to be fair, Sydney did a great job of acting yeah. the gun. Yeah, like you can. As soon as I gave her that note, like you yeah. could see that she had yeah. it for the rest of the show. Um, so for those of you who are who are like, what is Fagin's gun? Um, also, it's th-
1: what if what a band name?
0: I like it. I like it a lot. It's like Chekhov's gun, but different. Yeah. Um, so Fagin's gun was when we did Oliver. The person playing Fagin was a, uh, was a girl. Yeah. And so it wasn't plausible that Bill Sykes would be afraid of Fagin, and yet Fagin had to, like, sell being the boss. Yeah. So I gave Fagin a secret note, like, don't tell anyone, yeah. but Fagin, the character, has a gun. And, and so Fagin knows that if things go south, Fagin can just shoot someone. Yeah. Has never pulled it, but always could, at any yeah. moment could. And so... It changed the character completely. It was like this shift in her that, like, suddenly she was the boss because no one could actually get one up on her. And it really did change things. So Fagin's gun, to me, is a secret that a character knows about themselves. Yeah. um, That informs all of their acting choices, but that isn't ever told to the audience. Yeah. So another Fagin's gun from Oliver would be, like, Dodger being her daughter.
1: Yeah. Except they did... They did the learn that in the yeah, end. Yeah, they do learn that in <laughs> the end. Because that was so which makes, it a, which
0: makes it a, yeah, we had to. You yeah. know what? We had one shot and we didn't throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> this shot's um. not meant for you.
1: This shot's this not meant for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, first Burn has completely changed Burn for me. Like yeah. when I listen to Burn now, having yeah. heard First Burn, it's like you can hear the underpinnings of oh, First Burn yeah. in the song.
1: Um, but she's, like, being polite. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can hear, like, that in, like, I always picture it in her head as, mm-hmm, she's, say- mm-hmm. as she's saying things. But she's, like, stopping herself from yeah. going to that point. Because she's like, you know what? I'm not talking to him right now. And you guys didn't do anything to me. Yep. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm not going to take my anger out on you. I'm just telling you what happened and how I feel and that I am hurt right now. But also, um, f- fuck him. <laughs>
0: I hope that you burn.
1: I hope that you burn.
0: Versus, I know about whispers. I see how you look at my sister. Don't. 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 Congratulations. You have invented a new (laughs) kind kind of of stupid.
1: stupid. (laughs) Excellent. Oh, they're all so
0: good. Well, and like that Ben Franklin doesn't exist in Hamilton at
1: all. Yeah. But like, I love that song so much. Like every time I hear, there's like certain quotes that I hear, um, from like Benjamin Franklin in classes and it's like (laughs) every time I hear it I'm like Benjamin fucking Franklin
0: (laughs) I am 76 and I'll still (laughs) kick
1: your ass effing Franklin Franklin. (laughs) no I think my favorite is when I saw the quote um uh early to bed early to rise and I'm like early to bed bitches early to rise (laughs) rise.
0: (laughs) oh yeah totally and I mean all the all the Hamill drops are really really excellent um, oh. I do advise listening to them. Yeah, And also the rock and roll version of, of Helpless that mm-hmm. gets me every time. Because it, it changes Eliza from being a little bit of like an ingenue yeah. to being kind of like I just, no, I decided to marry Alexander. Yeah. Like okay, Angelica backed off but like y'all don't think I would have fought her <laughs> a little bit? Y'all don't, y'all
1: don't.
0: Okay. 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 Okay.
1: <laughs> And also, we all, always need to say talk about um, Weird Al Yankovic's polka. <laughs> the Hamilton polka. The polka.
0: It doesn't get better. And also, everything makes more sense when you realize that everyone who you respect in the music industry respects Weird Al. Yeah. Like, everyone. Everyone. Pe- everyone. <laughs> Michael everyone. Jackson loved Weird Al. Oh, yeah. Lin-Manuel it's Miranda. It's because he's so good. It's because he's so good. Everybody loves Weird Al. He is so good and so smart.
1: Just because it's funny doesn't make it not good. Mm -hmm. And you
0: know how hard it is to be funny? Yeah. Way harder to be funny than it is to be sad. Oh my gosh. So hard. And also, like, he's so not creepy for how many of his songs have a little bit of a could-be-creepy vibe. Yeah.
1: But he's just like, oh... Weird Al, <laughs> yeah, he really does give
0: off like that harmless weird uncle yeah. vibe.
1: Yeah, ex- instead of like that that uncle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know how hard it
0: is to give off harmless weirdo vibe. <laughs> so on. harmless, easy weirdo, easy, easy. Harmless, harmless weirdo, very difficult. There's only one of them, and it's Weird Al, who yeah. also copyrighted uh copyrighted that phrase. And so when the president tried to call someone Weird Al, he was like, um, nope. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> plagiarism.
1: Oh. And
0: no. um, okay. Nobody balls h- harder than Weird Al. Okay, go on.
1: I just need to say I'm guessing most of you haven't heard it cuz my mother hasn't heard it and she usually listens to these um uh before I say it, I need to talk about the found tonight because I I love mm. it very much. It's like the it's um uh Dear Evan Hansen and Hamilton like mash mashup kind of. Yeah. And um it's Ben Platt and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and it's very good and I just I love all the harmonies and it's pretty and I just love Ben Platt's voice in anything yeah he's great because I love him but uh, one last time one of the handle drops is one last time and it's like kind of it's like kind of hip hoppy vibes and it's like oh this is really good this is really good this is really good and then you get to his I'm leaving speech I'm going to cry <laughs> thinking <of laughs> you get to his I'm leaving speech and it's Barack Obama saying it and it's just it caught me off guard so much but I heard it and it was like mm-hmm. it was his voice and I was like like I just sat there shocked and then like the other guy kind of cuts in mm-hmm. um, like how um, uh, yeah but the other guy cuts in kind of at the end of it and then he keep singing and it it wrecks
0: you. It really does. <laughs> like, you
1: don't have to listen to it a lot, but like, once. Yeah. Do it once. Because it feels really good. Because I've always really wanted to hear him say that speech.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he is one of the few... P- well, I I think that that speech is appropriate to him. and yeah. And I don't think that speech is appropriate to every president. Yeah. I, I think it's appropriate to a lot of them. So it's yeah. not just... It's not just Obama. I think a lot of them could, could say a lot of those yeah. lines. And I'd be like, I believe you. Yeah. Um,
1: but it just felt <laughs> like a good proper goodbye. And I was like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, if you ever want to cry. <laughs> yes. If you ever want a good cry. Um, look up One Last Time at the White House. Oh my God. So the White House performance of One Last Time. Spoiler. The chorus is bawling. Oh, like, yeah. Michelle Obama is just sitting there looking as proud as a mama hen whose husband has successfully completed two presidencies (laughs) and they're just singing about how George Washington's going home and Barack Obama's just sitting there looking like he's about to say some words and cry. And I'm just like, you know, what if I'm not this strong? What if
1: maybe I'm weak? I am weak.
0: And, Hamilton is also a really interesting musical I- in that, like, interesting such a boring adjective, but mm-hmm. in that when you look at it next to, like, Little B and, and Spider-Man and all of those things, it's like, what we choose to tell about the people we admire, mm-hmm. like, what parts of their story we choose to leave out, like, and I think Hamilton's great, don't get yeah. me wrong, but I feel like that Thomas Jefferson enslaved his own children's a pretty significant detail yes. that might have... Changed our reading of the scenes. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. Or that Angelica was already married. In in real life. When she met Hamilton. Like that detail change makes sense. And so the way that we tell our stories. Like. (laughs) Like Lynn says. We don't have control over that. (laughs) Over how our stories get told. Um, And we do have only a little bit of control. Over how we tell our own stories. Because our stories tell us back.
1: Every other founding father. Gets to grow old. Every other founding father's story gets told. It's just... Oh, I
0: mm-hmm. ju- and in the words of Orwell, don't write your own story because it will judge the out
1: <laughs> of you. <laughs> I just, like, what really applies to this entire episode is, like, just the line, who lives, who dies, who tells your story.
0: Or the complete version of it. Yeah. Let me tell you what I wish I'd known when I was young and dreamed of glory. glory. You have, have no, no control, control who lives, who, who, dies, who dies, who tells, tells you your story. Me. Dying is easy, young man. Living is harder.
1: Planting seeds in a garden you never get to see. Legacy. Mm. Michelle Jones. <laughs> 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 that th- I like. I hmm? I've listened to that song so many times. Like the the finale, and i like i still literally tear up and i don't cry Mm -hmm. and i tear up every time i hear eliza start singing about the orphanage Mm -hmm. and i'm like why stop it oh and like how angelica and her told hamilton's story and like i just
0: that and i the the part that i uh i always tear up in is um I quit wasting time on tears. tears I, I lived live another, another 50, 50 years, years and it's, it's not, not enough.
1: enough yeah yeah yeah. That one. and it's
0: just uh. so and 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 that is part of why I'm I feel so lucky to be able to be a writer because mm-hmm. when we tell stories whether whether they're fiction or or like sensational and like like There is no Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there there are are many, many people... Well, like, there are many, many people like Little B and Sarah, but there's there's no one really like Spider-Man. And yet there is. Yeah. And, like, people don't break into music with an accompanying track like a (laughs) musical, and yet there are moments in life that are laced with music. Yeah. And I think that when we tell those stories, like, we not only create a legacy, but we also, like, in some ways... We can decide what we remember and we can decide what what we're afraid to forget
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and not making that choice is to choose to forget. and to choose to forget is to choose to repeat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, do you have a wreck of the week? I do. I'd <laughs> like to volunteer it. Excellent. You know what? I'm just gonna go for it because guess what? I only get to do this once. Hey. I wrote a whole book. Hey, all of it. And we didn't record an episode. We're so sorry. Just kidding. It was my birthday. We weren't going to do it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it was my. We are so busy. But I wrote a yeah. whole book, and it's available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com, uh, and hopefully in stores eventually. Don't know when that's going to happen. Okay. But at some point. Uh, the book is called The Sacred Art of Trespassing Barefoot, and it's the 2019 winner of The Great Story Project, hosted by Heritage Future and the 1888 Center. Um, and The Sacred Art of Trespassing Barefoot is... In some ways, a lot about what we've covered on this episode of Spoilers Ahead, Mm -hmm. which was unintentional, but I'm going to take advantage of it, Mm -hmm. and I'm really proud of it, and it's selling fairly well, and reviews will come in more, and you know, as more people have read the book, but the the feedback that I've gotten so far has been really lovely, and so I'm just so happy it's out there, so (laughs) my rec of the week is to buy my book and read my book, or buy lots of copies and give it to everyone for Christmas.
1: It's not that long, and the font is amazing
0: very good and the cover's so pretty. <laughs> I mean pretty. the book's
1: good but like those are selling feature. No yeah yeah. The book <laughs> is very readable. Yeah. So
0: that's my Wreck of the Week. The Sacred Art of Trespassing Barefoot by Heidi Excellent. Turner. That's me. I wrote it. Read my book. She
1: did it. Yay.
0: Hey Rory what's your Wreck of the Week? My Wreck of the Week
1: is Christmas music. Woo. Ah!
0: Y'all are going to have to listen to Christmas music on your own because we're not doing a Christmas special. We're doing a special at Christmas.
1: But it's not Christmas special.
0: You know why? Because we make the rules. <laughs> I'm doing a very weird pose because yes I was you stretching.
1: Are. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes> <laughs> but I had to get back are. to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell
0: me about Christmas music.
1: Well, I realized today that I could start listening to Reliant K's Christmas album again and I got really excited and so I did it immediately. Woo! And like I just listened to some uh, like musicians that I like Christmas musics. And now I'm gonna find if like there's some I like I'm just gonna keep looking for some new Christmas music to listen to, like um from uh kind of weirder mm-hmm. musicians that are like mm-hmm. k- kinda rocky. So can I, I can get into that.
0: Can I give you a recommendation? August Burns Red, which is a Screamo band, has an instrumental Christmas album that we go and listen to in the car. Excellent. It's very heavy and so good.
1: I just, okay. I love Christmas music and I love Christmas time. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm, I wore mm -hmm. a long sleeve shirt today because I was brave Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was very windy and I was very happy. And then I sat down in class in the first five minutes of my day and. A window screen fell on my nose, and now it hurts, and it also knocked off my glasses, but that's fine. My English teacher called me a witch because I wrote a good, strong essay with a terrible thesis, (laughs) and he didn't know that was possible. (laughs) That's easy. So. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. But,
0: um, I bonked myself in the nose, too, with the ukulele case. And then I bonked myself in the eye with a box. You
1: yeah, know, it was full, like, the wind knocked the giant, like, it's the size of this doorway.
0: A regular doorway.
1: Yeah, a regular doorway. Knocked the screen, like, it, the screen flew out. And, like, it's it was behind me, but it went like this.
0: So it fell <laughs> from behind her, over her head, yeah. and onto her face.
1: Yeah, and it just flipped, and then it, like, was on... The, the desks in front of me, and I was just sitting there like, What? <laughs>
0: <Bonk>. <laughs> so, yeah, my rec is read my book, The Sacred Art of Trespassing Barefoot, and Rory's rec is listen to Christmas music. Listen
1: to Christmas <gasps> music for many people you like, but also I love Reliant Case ones so It's right, so good.
0: Merry well. Christmas, here's to many more. Roll credits. Our theme song is Downtown Love by Reese from his EP, It's Okay to Be Sad. Spoilers Ahead is produced and edited by me. Both Rory and I do pre-production by reading and watching and listening to all the things. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review on the Podcasts app, which has changed names because iTunes has been separated into several parts that it was already kind of separated into in the iTunes menu, but that's fine. Podcasts app. Mm -hmm. And, or, get in touch with us and follow along on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at spoilers underscore ahead underscore. We'd love to hear from you. That's all the things. I did it without a script. I'm so off book. (laughs) Woo! Okay, bye. Let's go get food.